This is exactly right. To Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. I'm at LAX. It's 8 p.m. on a Monday. Uh, incredibly crowded. Uh, one of the worst place, places on earth. Uh, the opposite of Disneyland. I am picking up Karen Kilgariff, who uh, is supposed to be right here. I do not see her. Um, the Great Lakes sign. Huh. Oh, there she is down there, ways. Um, she was in Portland. We're going to talk about her trip to Portland. If this asshole Prius will move. Oh, you're not picking her up. I am. That's right. He, it's almost like he heard me. Hello there. Sorry. I just... Have wardrobe and stuff. Is that okay? Totally. Okay. And then, uh, when I say she has a lot of baggage, I'm not talking about old relationships. No, it's only two bags and a guitar. <laughs> hi, Karen. Hi. We are on the air. Oh, hi, everybody. Boy. Hi. Monday nights, huh? Yeah. I think Mondays are a popular time to be arriving. I agree. <laughs> Excuse me. Everyone here just wants to be popular. How are you doing? How did you do hosting alone? Um, I did okay. You mean right now? Yes. So far, it's been okay. We're okay, about uh, two minutes in. Did you get that feeling where you thought you might be going crazy? Um, no, no. I'm, I've actually been pretty calm. Well, but then someone like him, it's okay. That's probably... You got to stay on your toes. How they do it. Uh, where he <laughs> learned to racist? drive. Oh, where he oh, learned oh. to drive. Yes. I, he seems like Race he took... based or country-based? I think uh, it looks like he learned to drive in the Riverside area. So Ooh, it's actually good. regional. Save. Regionalism. Nice. I hate to be regionalistic, but... <laughs> hey, Reg. Uh, thank you, Kathy Ripa. <laughs> Kelly... Kelly, Kathy uh, Grippa? Yes. The uh, the redhead that's very strong alcoholic content? She, I, I've really, what's it? What's her morning show where she just drinks wine? Oh, that's uh, Kathy Lee and Co Hoda. And Hoda. Yeah. Um, Made popular by Star Wars. I love, I, for some reason I enjoy them. 
Uh, I did. I yeah, would, I bet they're. They don't give a fuck. That's they why. don't give a fuck. Just like us. It's the same reason I'm voting for Trump. He ju- just kidding. What? Come on, come on. <laughs> Wait, did you see James Adomi and that guy who does Trump so dead on? It's crazy. No, it looks nothing like him. Did they do like a debate? Yes, it was a fake debate at UCB, and people keep posting it on Twitter, and it's just it's as genius as you've seen James Adomi and be. But then there's this other New York comic. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. It's like. Uh, it's very long. It seems like he's Greek or something. Kostaki Economopoulos. Nope. And <laughs> and he does a Trump, like not the blowhard Trump, like the real reasonable smarmy Trump. And it's so funny. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So he's not going, you're an idiot. He's not going that route. No, it's the like, it's the um, like the quieter, nuanced. The presidential Trump. That, Trump. Hey, he, tries to, he tries to act so reasonable. It's so funny. You gotta watch it. That sounds really great. What I, have you been doing? I've been, oh, today I uh, visited a friend at the hospital. It was horrifying. We can talk about that off okay. camera. We're on camera, right? Yes, I we just, are. Note the GoPro. I'm wearing a GoPro on my head. So that was hard. It's, uh, we'll uh, maybe at the end talk about okay. that because okay. it would be neat if uh, people uh, donated to the uh, GoFund. But um, okay. other than that, I uh, didn't do much today. I did a podcast with Brendan, Brendejo Walsh. Nice. Uh, Brendan, comma, Brendejo Walls. Or Is that his quotes. new stage name? He goes by Brendejo because I think he used to work at a kitchen and people called him ben- Pendejo, um, which isn't, uh, I can't remember his joke, but he has a joke about Pendejo. Okay. I think it means the sucker of many wieners or something. Great. But he goes by Kitchen humor, like. Oh, I, I, I wish I hadn't said anything so far. Come on! What is that off of my judgmental eye? No, no, no. I will. I, Please. It's it's me judging myself uh, after everything I say, which is what I do. <laughs> which is what we all do. I judge every day. I judge uh, the idea to have a podcast that goes to the airport Listen, because it brings me grief. It is grief filled. <laughs> we are constantly grief stricken. Mm-hmm. I listen to these episodes and then I go, "Why do I say yeah all the time? Why do I laugh constantly?" Why this? Well, why that? I'll why wasn't my mother one. nice to me? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. It's hard Fuck to it. figure Who that cares? out. Who cares? People like it. Yeah. It's hard to figure that one out. It is it hard. Doesn't, and it doesn't matter anymore is the worst part. Yeah. So guess what? What's done, it's done. Let's live our goddamn lives and celebrate good times. Come on. Wow, you came off that plane really positive. Uh, I had a great weekend because it was like vacation, but I was up in Portland at the All Jane... Uh, Women's no, Comedy Festival. All Jane, comma, no dick? No, no, no. It's just called All Jane. Oh, good. That, that was like an early thing, and then they dropped yeah, it. Yeah, oh, there's a reason that you would drop the dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, it actually was named out. So Stacey Halal is the, one of the girls that runs, one of the women, I should say, that runs mm-hmm. it. And she used to be in a two-woman sketch show that was called that. So oh, they okay. just thought it was okay. And then, of course... People don't like that. No, so. no. Men, you know, I, what's what's a new exciting thing is men defending being men. It's yeah. very fun to <laughs> listen to. And as a man, makes me proud. I bet it does. Well, you know, uh, we've all got to have, we've got to talk about things. People don't like talking, but eventually we're going to evolve so that we can have conversations where people want to change within it as opposed to scream down other people. Right, right. I see. That's going to be around 2045. We will make changes just to change the conversations as we get sick of them. That's yeah. the reason for change is to change the conversations about change. That's exactly right. Because those 
changeful conversations are the most boring. Like right. this, this exact one. And if changing this conversation, which I will after this statement. Oh, brings, I will before it. Brings, okay. <laughs> no. That, <laughs> before it concludes, <laughs> I will conclude it for you. I will conclude it also known as interrupting. Uh, what if, can I just reenact one yeah, of my... I'm not interrupting you. I'm just concluding your sentence <laughs> for you. I decided you're done. That's really, I think that's why interrupting infuriates me so badly is the assumption that you think my speech is even halfway done that it's time your t- time to talk right when in fact i will go for a solid three minutes i was just getting started as they say <laughs> as they say in show business <laughs> yes everything they say they, they say, say well, like carol chan <laughs> they do it during the business of show show business everybody that's where we come from. Oh, it's hard to do that voice. It's very it? hard. I, and I've been uh, party style smoking all weekend. Oh, you've been party sig smoking? I do. I sometimes when I want to party, and as we all, I've complained time and again to you that I can't drink. So sometimes partying will mean rolling my own cigarette and standing right. off like a French girl, not talking to people. That's my. When you roll your mood. own, that's the the best thing you can do aside from just not doing it is because it makes makes you work for it. Yes. It makes you look forward to it and it makes you not smoke frivolously. True. Yeah. And it also is aging my face like a like a Greek fisherman from 1925. Well, oh god, it's so hard to have that job in Greece. (laughs) Just the derm... The stress. Your skin skin cancer. Not to mention all the needless drowning, because as most people know, Greek boats, no guardrail. Oh, yeah, they are quite sloppy. Uh, They have to turn everything into an extreme sport, Greece. (laughs) No uh, guardrail. Yeah. It's just these open ships. You wouldn't believe it. I want to change the conversation about Greek fishing boats. Please, God, God, please. To one about how was Portland? It was super... <laughs> we should do that when we have guests be insanely sarcastic the entire time. And even if they start crying, begging us to not talk that way, we should do it. Oh, I, I enjoy it. We need to have more episodes where we make people cry. Have we even come close? I don't uh, No, hmm. I don't think we have. Oh, Todd Berry broke down. Did he? Oh, my, oh, I missed crying with Todd Berry. Yeah. Killed me to miss it. it. <laughs> Killed me to miss it. Um... No, we had a great time, and there was tons of really good stand-up comics there. Oh, that's great. I had a little bit of the snobby... You know, I'm from... As you know, I'm from 90s stand-up comedy. Right. So back then, you were allowed... This was before the internet. You were allowed to have opinions about other people, and you were allowed to talk freely about them often. And and instead of analyzing your own insecurity and issues with self-worth, you were... Instead, would go ahead and just rip other comics to shreds. And people are doing that less and less these days in some desperate attempt to be mentally healthier bullshit It's a pathetic attempt to be grown up and to to take responsibility and really just to focus on probably better things like your act or writing good jokes. Yeah, selfish things. Selfish things, In the early 90s, people were less selfish. They talked more about other people, albeit negative. Yeah. It was fun also. It's also fun to talk talk badly about other people. It's fun just to talk. So, I love it. Uh, Who are we talking bad about? Oh no! <laughs> Who'd you see that's that stuck it up? This, um, I when I go into any situation that's qualified in any way, mm-hmm. and that's my usually my thing with 
all-female shows or all-female festivals, which I don't, I've never heard of any before. This is the only one I know about. Um, I, I really resent the qualification because right. I have raised myself up in my comedy life trying to not be qualified by my gender. Right. Uh, and because of that, I wear a lot of boot-cut jeans and I tell people to fuck off in a loud voice. Okay, that's why you do those two things. <laughs> There's other reasons I could give them to you. <laughs> you are also a cowboy. I'm a cowboy. With Tourette. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, there's, I mean, God, the list goes on. I'm a cowgirl. Uh, <laughs> I raise my own um, goats to make goat cheese. Well, that's what I don't like. Yeah, that when you about say me? this is an all fe- about you, when you say this is an all female <laughs> show, yeah. people like you, uh-huh. and everyone else will adjust their expectations to be okay. Get ready for some estrogen. Yes, I, it's and I don't think it's fair. It's a weird. It's almost like you're putting people in the position. Well, no, no. This is my judgment. I'm saying it's like you're putting people in a position to choose to qualify you or say, oh, they're separate and they're not. You know, the word comedian applies to everybody, in my opinion. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I go there with a little bit of a, oh, some of these people will have gotten in on, under false pretenses or there's not that many of us. I was worried about the quality is what I'm saying. Right. And uh, I was so delighted by the fact that I was, they, there were so many great comics. It's the that irony of like, don't worry about the quality of anybody else. Worry about your own right. stuff. Because there was definitely a couple times where I was like, I don't have enough hard jokes. I don't have enough new material. You right. had to do repeated sets. And I, of course, was doing a lot of those songs and some of my new one-liners. But still, not. I like, there are people who have these huge amounts of material and they're so fun to watch. And just great comics. Like, I think the audiences were also really delighted and every show I was on there'd be like seven person shows and just truly legitimately solid all the way through someone that stands out to you that you knew was good a and b someone that's new that you didn't know about that that kind of was great um let's see well Heather Thompson who is a comic around town and she does a lot of shows she's kind of in that um I would qualify her in that group or that class the you know freshman come sophomore they're actually I would call them sophomore juniors at this point right. but in that group I do shows with her on the same shows of Megan Keister and uh, Barbara Gray and sure. Alan Strickland Williams and that kind Those of all a bunch of kids the kids yeah. but they're not kid kids they're no not they aren't anymore yeah they're 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 they've been busting ass for a while yeah and she's just uh, the thing I really like about her is she's got this very distinct personality on stage. And it's so hilarious. Like her, she's just truly being herself. I like how while she's talking, it seems like she might break down into tears at any moment. Yeah, except or, that she's giggling also. It's so. giggling, but it's like, is she going to start laughing and never stop? Right. Or is it going to be like full on crying? Well, and yeah, watching her, it's like seems like she's on the verge. Yeah. At the whole time of of something emotional. Yeah. But it's what I realize is that. It's energy. It's like her getting up there and being vulnerable and being like, "This, I'm so nervous. This matters." But she's got the material to back it up. So there's never a pause of you being worried about right. her performance. She's just actually being so real. So it almost like double credits her right. when you're when she's done with the set and she's got all these great jokes and she's acted that nervous. You almost feel like you probably love her more. Yeah. You know, it's that I've always seen her really kill. And so I, she was there. When I started, I thought being nervous and stammering and 
acting like I was uncomfortable would be my gimmick too and you're just kind of for a while I felt like I built up a obstacle for myself that made it harder I didn't no one ever told me go up there and be confident right. like you're like you rule the stage no one ever said that because that's not how I'm I was raised and to, also to that's not how that's not real everybody knows that if you're on stage in front of a room full of people you're nervous right so putting on some kind of like swinging your dick around persona no one buys it it makes it it makes you look more nervous right. actually it's when people are truly confident and know what they're doing, they can be as vulnerable as they want to be. Right. That's the kind of power move. And when once I did, for me, when I started becoming more confident, I would just drink tons of coffee to manufacture that nervous energy <laughs> that I <laughs> once real? had. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So much coffee just so I'd be like, ah, ah, what am I doing? Ah, I don't know. Uh, that's my impression of other people doing an impression of me. But let's Can go. you now do Howard Kramer doing that's that a, impression? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I uh, just moved to uh, Los Angeles with a skateboard, though. At the end, that was him. That was a really nice mashup. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. really well done. <laughs> the other, the person that I was thrilled to watch every time she did a set, I'm not going to be able to... I'm not going to be able to remember her last name. Melissa Villasenor? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> she wasn't there. I'm just showing off that I can pronounce it, but she's great. Could, could you do that again with more of a Spanish L in that? Um, were you trying to think of Melissa Villasenor? <laughs> yes, I was. Oh, okay. I mean, no, right. I wasn't. Villasenor? Um, yeah, she's great. I have to look up her. I have to look her up on Twitter. But her name is Naomi Ekapiken okay. or something. Okay. I'm so sorry for destroying your name but she was on the second show we i had a show at 7 30 and then the second show that same night in the same club curious comedy in portland which is a great such a fun comedy club new theater it's like an improv theater comedy it's, club oh thing. wow great it's new i want to go there yeah it's very fun um we should totally go there fun um so she was on the second show uh, headlining and she was so goddamn hilarious like the second and she writes for Broad City um, she's just really brilliant and it, just a you know one of these up and coming stand ups from New York so yeah. and but there was tons of people that were like that Amy Miller was on it she's the girl that was just on Last Comic that made it to the finals and okay. is also from Portland um, Emily Maya Mills was on it she yeah. actually asked if either of I, either you or I, want to do the 11 o'clock show, her show tonight. I have a show within walking distance of the airport we're leaving. No! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to drop you off and go to... Uh, oh just my God, you're a goddamn saint. Poncho's. Uh, it's a restaurant, but I do it a lot. And it's the guy's birthday, so I can't not do it. Oh, okay. I can not do it, but I'm not going to not do it. I respect that. I I'm won't not do it. Good. Thank you. Good. No, that's the that's the way to be. I think we in the future should do Emily Mayalmiel's show. Yes, for sure. I pronounce her name much like Melissa Villasenor. yo. There's many women of ethnic women that you can really put a juge onto their name if yeah, you really think just about it. For the sake of offending them or other people, uh-huh. or just for fun having. Right. In car fun having, which is our kind. That's we should have named the podcast that. In car fun having. In car fun having. With Chris and Kevin. Parentheses, Russian accent. <laughs> um, well, I yeah. I, anytime someone's in Portland, they're leaving for Portland, or they come back. Uh, not the third one. I'm jealous because I do love it there. I love it. And the weather was 
so perfect. It was cloudy. It misted, rained a tiny bit, but not that much. I got this Bill Murray purse. You got a Bill Murray purse? Can you see this shit? It's his... Yeah, oh my god, girl. that's the best. It Isn't looks like... Are you sure it's him or is that a guy from Narcos? I know. <laughs> well, it's... This is his picture from when he was on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. Only they made it made him look kind of like a Hindu god oh, with the blue so face. Cool. That's yeah. such a cool Portland thing to get. It is, right? And that and then Pharrell earrings where he's wearing his tall hat. <laughs> oh, that yeah, his uh his busboy hat? Yeah. Or uh, I no, think the, bellhop. I think no, no, no. The other one that looks like Smokey the Bear. Oh, okay. That crazy big oh, hat? Okay. I don't know that I've seen it. I've just seen his bellhop fez. Oh no, this was old. This is from like three years ago, oh, but okay. they had earrings there. and Also two Godzilla patches. I only needed one, but I literally bought the second one because I didn't want anyone else to have it. Oh, that's great. That's so funny. Are I'm you going to like put it on a vest and every time you do your love song to Godzilla, wear your Godzilla vest? Oh, that's a good idea. Or I'll, I'll probably leave it at the bottom of my junk drawer and never look at either of them again. You know what? That's what I would do with it. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's a patch. I'm not. I'm not 15. I have the only patches I've ever put on anything are the Nicorette ones. <laughs> and I didn't have a. I just put it on my backpack. You put it right on the knee of your jeans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I had a really. It was just a fun time, and I stayed. You know, I have a slight perversion with hotels. I mean, I just love being in a hotel room. Me too. It's the greatest. It's such a freedom. You don't have to do anything. No, you have... It's There's usually no silent. Pressure. There's yeah. no pressure. You throw that do not disturb on the door. Sleep all day. Sleep, listen to podcasts, lose all track of time and where you belong in space and what's going on in your life. Yeah, a lot of people think that's depression. No. No. I'm enjoying a hotel room. I love depression. Me too, if you use it right. Well, and also, I was kind of using as as like well I'm just getting my energy together for when I go do these shows and probably party after right but and literally every night at 11 I would go up to Stacey and be like will you drive me back to my hotel like I never I oh I, you never hunt well I don't like I don't like it it wasn't probably like in during the festival in Portland there is a pressure and you think you're missing out if you don't go to the after party yeah and after a few nights of that I I just couldn't anymore I'm yes. like, I'm a grown-up, I cannot, and I come early, and then, sure enough, the next day, you missed it. Of course. Well, and also, Andy there's Taylor so much There's so much drinking all day long Right. that um, by the time you hit that after party, most people are completely shit-faced. Yeah. And that's my only thing, is I don't have any patience for drunk people because I'm so actively jealous of the position they're in that I it just drives me truly insane. Well, even me. though, even if I'm two hours from being able to have a drink myself for whatever reason I can't be around drunk people myself I can't even I can't even have one hour's gap of empathy does that even make sense <laughs> yes it does yeah I, like even like you you can't even do three beers yeah, in no yeah. I, I often there has been times where other people are intoxicated and I just start drinking myself so I can stop hating them yes that's bad that's peer pressure that's a, that's an internal peer pressure of yeah. the there's a panel in your head that's not letting you accept the, the, the real moment you think it has something to do with my childhood um I wouldn't go back that far okay I'd say I'd say it was probably some mid 2000s oh yeah something yeah. what happened to you in the mid 2000s well a lot of uh, a lot of uh, bad 
Texas traffic. Uh huh. Sometimes it would get so bad I'd just pull over and get a, a you know a tamale and some whiskey. Oh well, there it is. That's We've the re- dug to the root. Great. That well is, then, this problem solved. There's just one layer, and then we were there. <laughs> you know what? I feel like a lot of people could solve a lot of problems if they would just ask me first. Just a moment's digging, with courtesy <laughs> of help of Karen Kilgarrett. Just one some... moment's digging, <laughs> and you will know. Uh, sorry. The root of your problems. I'm clearly full of beans. I think I have been alone for, you know, four hours. I guess. Uh-huh. Um, You're full of beans. I'm full of beans today. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, you mean just uh, silly, empty stories? I guess so. I and or, also I've been or farting. You've been farting. No, no, no. I won't That's fart. That's what in your I mean. I vow to never fart in your car. Okay. Thank if you. I can help it. Well, it's the reason you signed that paperwork. <laughs> because your lease agreement is just it's uh, a linchpin element of that if it weren't for bank of america being the actual owners of this car you could fart <laughs> all you want but the guy comes in for the fart check with yeah, that white glove it's like we're just gonna need to check the uh interior emissions <laughs> he says i'm like what's that he mean? says and then i go <laughs> and he's like and then he's all, and then I'm like... And then he smog checks my ass. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Full of beans. Dipstick. <laughs> what a dipstick. <laughs> uh, uh. I do notice that listening to other podcasts, it's probably just making me be show-off here mm-hmm. than normal because I so enjoy just insane bullshit that other, when other people are talking. Here we go. I'm going to just... Too loud, too quiet. No, no, it started to get quiet, but that's okay. That's the well. The... This is the part where I want us to pray. Oh, hallelujah! <laughs> Praise hallelujah. His name. He's down the by the river, swallowing fear. His name is Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Let's do that more. <laughs> And in Jerusalem, <laughs> the baby came. He plopped down in some dry grass. Then three old men <laughs> came along with all the things a baby needs, like gold, gold, and mirror. Mirror? Mirror. The space shuttle mirror? No, a cat with a speech impediment <laughs> mirror. Oh, no. Oh, yes! Well, I get to go on Wednesday to a town that I like almost as much as Portland, Denver. Can I get... Um. Oh, yes, but let me still do... <laughs> can you get what? I was just going to say, can I guess? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Can I get Denver? <laughs> no, you cannot. I was going to guess Seattle. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What club in Denver? I haven't quite cracked the old Seattle scene. I don't think they have like a big scene anymore like they used to. Very much of a scene to be cracked there. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> get out of town, cracker. Yeah, sorry, rainy city. <laughs> I um, Well, I am doing uh, a place. The main show is on uh, what's that? Three Kings Tavern. Sweet. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Main stage, which brings a tavern that kind of negates that word. It's like, whoa, multiple stages. Chris is doing well. Yes. Um, doing, and then it just uh, another uh, bunch of shows at the Deer Pile and Three Kings again at another place. Awesome. 
in a, you know, it'll, I'll put them on my Twitter or whatever. But it's going to be fun. I love that town. I love that town. And the comics there are so good at stand-up comedy. Yeah. For yeah. real. And I get to work with probably all of them at some point. That's great. There's a guy whose name I won't remember that's really good that I hope you see. <laughs> oh, well, that's maybe enough to go on. No, his name, I think his first name's Aaron, and he was on the big show that, um, that, what's his name that I'm blocking out? Andrew Orvidal. Uh, no, no, no. Adam um, Jezel Nick, uh, headlined. Okay. He was the... I think second, first or second comic on that that Brody hosted. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I, don't, I guess I'm describing all that in case someone else knows. But anyway, he was there. he was a comic that you if he was on Conan tomorrow, you would be like hell yeah. Hmm. But he's like a you know, probably a five year comic in Denver or something. Oh wow. I, I just think they're churning out the good ones yeah, these days. Yeah, they really are. They have such a supportive scene, and and they are in charge of it. Yes. There's a couple clubs there called Comedy Works, which I would love to be working there and thought I was going to be doing a set at, but these these guys have a whole scene going on with or without that club's help, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, the comedy festival there is great, and it doesn't even involve the comedy clubs. That's a pretty that- healthy... <clears throat> run by comedians scene that they have it's very cool and it's like uh it's it felt big but it also felt like quality like i don't remember ever seeing anybody that didn't really make me laugh i just think that these days everybody being a stand-up comic like at first when that was happening it's like grumble grumble not just anybody can be a stand-up comic and that's true, not just anybody, but, like, when you go to these cities and you see how, what real support looks like, as opposed to, like, in the 90s where I came up in San Francisco, there were three clubs, and you had to, like, scrape and beg to get into any of them, right. and other than that, it were these crazy open mics and, like, weird, you know, bringer shows or whatever. Like, when you actually can do sets, and there's people there that you can watch and learn how to do better. What am I talking about? No, it's great. And it's weird that, because I used to... I think I've lost my mind. <laughs> what was I talking about? You're, I think I knew. And I, I, knew. I was explaining, like, the evolution of stand-up comedy <laughs> to today. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, the, the, the people that used to make you grumble, they now they make you learn. Now right? they Is make that... you bumble. <laughs> Is that what you were trying to say? That's what it was. Uh, What used to make us grumble used to make us bumble. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're back. And hello again. Uh, The last time I was on this freeway, I had to work um, uh, on a show I've been doing stuff for. And uh, I left. I was supposed to be there at uh, 3, but I thought, well, I'll leave way early and help out with some things and I left at one and I two hours to get there I got there in two and a half hours no there this this freeway and you were in Portland during this this freeway was at a standstill to the point where people had gotten out of their cars and they were standing next to their cars stretching that's my fear and it was scary it was it looked like uh, walking dead or something once I managed to honk I had to honk and say please let me through and I pretended to be pregnant I think that helped and I (laughs) just rubbing my belly I'm like please please 
Please let the man who's jerking off get through. <laughs> please, please. Well, yes, I am doing that hand gesture. I don't know why. Oh, Because you've I, never been pregnant. You saying, don't know. I was saying I want to get someone pregnant, and oh. I was jerking off, and they pulled out of the way. That's when they really pull over. Yeah, they were really understanding at it that point. It was all pro-life people on the freeway that night. <laughs> and then, the way I like it. <laughs> and then, so I got on the 134, which crosses over the uh, 101, and looked down... And cars were, yes, bumper to bumper and stopped, but there were some that were sideways and diagonal that were trying to get out, and cars at no point were moving. So people walking around, and then cars staggered. So it looked just like Walking Dead. That's a nightmare. It was horrifying, and it was all because some selfish fuck was what thought he was going to kill himself. And they laid down a big old <laughs> pillow for him to land on. Oh, that's and, fun. Oh, and then he had second thoughts for a couple hours. And he didn't jump? No. Onto the pillow? No, they talked him out of it, actually. Did Johnny Knoxville ever come out and, and try to convince him? Yeah, well, that's all they would have needed. He is so persuasive. I do not know what you're talking about, though. I don't know. <laughs> you know <what laughs> I don't either. <laughs> it just sounds like some, like, a prank thing, or you know what I mean? Oh, right, yeah, like, yeah. We made, we made Steve-O get up on this overpass and pretend he was suicide. It it seemed like it was a prank, I could, and all day it it uh, affected traffic for hours after. Just yeah. this, this domino effect, uh, or maybe there's a better example. I think dominoes. Dominoes. Well, I people were tweeting pictures of their street, the the cars on the streets outside their house, because of course everyone was just getting off wherever they were on the freeway, probably. Yeah. So side streets were just packed. So you knew about this? Oh yeah, people were tweeting about it. I mean, I, you know it, I'm addicted it, to Twitter It stuff. was unbelievable. I eventually had to get off, go under the free, go up into the mountains. I just went up in the mountains yeah. just so I was moving. And yes. I was up there in those houses just trying to get back just down. And screaming. I eventually got, and then we hung out after we worked into the night because traffic never got, it was so... Yeah, you can't just stop the 101. That's... It, no. And it was just one guy, and he didn't... You know when you're in traffic and you, you want an answer? Of course. You don't, of course, want... I jokingly say, there better be bodies up ahead. I don't want that, of no. course. I want no. there to be at least a tire or or some answer. There was never... It was just cars forever and uh. then footage of some guy, I guess, by the Hollywood Bowl. I don't know. See, nobody tweeted the picture of the big pillow. And I think that's it's like, guys, tell the whole story. Right. That's what I need to know about, a huge pillow. Well, I would have loved if there was a sinkhole. I think that even media got it wrong. I would love it if there's a sinkhole with steam coming out of steam, it. Steam, and then like people accidentally just driving straight into it. Hey, get out of here, you guys. <laughs> We're just demons. We live here. I, uh, I, I think that this something so similar to this. Should I stay on the one to one or go all the way over to the left? Okay. Um, I think something so similar happened like one year ago, where a guy was on an overpass. He was trying to commit suicide. They laid a big pillow out for him. People thought this. They were just tweeting or searching the keywords, and that was coming up. And they were reposting those photos, so there was confusion. So maybe they didn't lay down a big pillow for this guy this year, but uh, oh, oh. I hope it just becomes a holiday I <laughs> where no one ever goes through with it. But like I, uh, I remember having, that was one nightmare I would have every once in a while was trying to leave a city 
that everyone was trying to get out of and being stuck in traffic. That's, to me, that's very nightmarish. Very, and I think about it all the time because where I live by the beach, there are these tsunami warning signs with yeah. an arrow that just points vaguely away from the ocean. <laughs> Thank, that's that's all I need to know. That's Thank. clear. Thank you. So everyone, if and when that happens and an alarm goes off, everyone's going to get in their cars. Not me. Me and yep. my roommate are going to run across the street Okay. Get into the Hilton elevator to the top where yes. we know there to be a helicopter pad <laughs> and food Smart. for days. I'm not getting in my car. I'm going to watch my Honda float away. Hold on a second. Did you squirrel food for days away up there? No, no, but they'll have some and I'll steal it. Oh, like, I see. Once there's a tsunami or any kind of catastrophe, that's when you can start looting immediately. True. I agree. And if it's just going to be continental back breakfast, it's not like I'm going to get a widescreen TV. No, you're just, you just have like seven tiny boxes of Frosted Flakes. That's not really looting. Sorry. Yes, I know it's against the law, but I'm hungry. But it's great. (laughs) I know it's against the law, but they're They're great. Tsunami. I would say that's the, that's the, my trademark in comedy is I always get it just a tiny, tiny bit wrong. Like oh. I said, it's great instead of they're great. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. really mad right now about that, at you and me. Oh, because I knew it and you didn't know yep, it. Yep, well, I'm jealous. I grew up on TV. That's one of the shows I'm doing in Denver. It's called Comedy and Cartoons. <gasps> and it's so fun because you mystery science theater style comment on these video <laughs> on tapes cartoons. that this guy has. And, you know, maybe they were during a Christmas special or something, but the you just watched the commercials and they are commercials for cartoons and for toys and for cereal from exactly our era like and you're supposed to come I was just I had all the jingles memorized we're in the money with a scholarship from Crest or what like all the I knew all of them and people were like why do you know this and it's because I'm 40 and so is the guy that made this tape and I was raised on television. Every, every, you know, Connect Four. Can I play, Mom? Can I play? Like, there's yeah. all these. And the, I know that there are recesses to one's brain because, uh, and I don't mean a break from school. I mean, like, crevasses. Yes. Where you store the most worthless of information. And maybe even, God, I hope algebra and stuff like that that I sure. don't. Because, or Spanish. or And once you watch those tapes, it was so amazing how I knew all of these commercials. Can I do my favorite jingle that's stuck in my head forever? Yes, please. Now there's an American car that's that's exactly exactly what you've been been looking for. Taurus! Now there's an American car that's... That's all I have. Something, something. Taurus! 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 (laughs) Taurus! Have you driven a Ford lately? I know that one, too. That's a great one. <laughs> and no one else knows it. Every once in a while, I'll do it, and I, I give everybody finger guns as I sing it. <laughs> Taurus! Do you remember the uh, Ford Aerostar? So it was less involved, but it just it, it just went up. Aerostar, Aerostar. <laughs> I don't know. We had a promotion. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's just scenes of it driving. No, no, no. Aerostar. That's right. Aerostar. It's a car. By Ford. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sally Kirkland Kellerman. 
Do you want Hidden cool Valley smoking? Hidden Valley Ranch. Spilled all over the console <laughs> of a family wagon. Wait, did you say Sally Kellerman? <laughs> Sally Kirkman? I don't remember. Kellerman's the right one, isn't it? Remember, we did Sally Kirkland when we oh, talked right. about it one time. But it's, oh, my God. it's Kellerman. Not only do we repeat ourselves, we repeat <laughs> the same mistakes. What a God of... bless these assholes. Well, we're at your place. Yeah. But we, I mean, what do you want to... Do we have enough time? What's our time look like? We're, we're like at like 40 years. Taurus. Let's drive around a tiny bit more. Okay. Give the people what they're looking for, which is babbling. <laughs> oh, Wait, can you think of another one? Um, let's see. Uh, uh, what about right. introducing Diet Coke? You're gonna drink it just for the taste of it. Whoa! Remember no, that? I don't know that. Yeah, I was there when they invented Diet Coke. Wow! When it was a brand new thing, and they were actually trying to sell it. Like, you would drink it just because it tasted good when Diet Coke tastes like it's it's like old uh, caramel sauce that's been soaked in nickels. <laughs> it's terrible. It tastes it's like cancer worst. itself. It, it is. It's a cancer-causing carcinogen in a can. It <laughs> continuously <laughs> cancer-sizing us. And the only time I ever have had it is at my grandma's house. Uh... Dad on the beverages with your grandma? Oh, yes. She was not good with anything that oh. you put in your mouth. And was that she one of the... That sounds weird. That sounds wrong. about preparing food. <laughs> was she, she... One time she made pizza for us and um, she had done some things to it, like diced up some olives and I think, if I'm not mistaken, crumbled saltines on top of it. <laughs> and I don't know why, but another dish, saltine-based was just stewed tomatoes in a base of crumbled saltines. And once that pizza came out, man, we were excited because we're like, finally, something normal that she could not have fucked up. And under the crust was baked into the crust the cardboard that comes with the pizza. Corrugated base of cardboard underneath the crust. Oh, no. It was crispy enough to do the roller cutter right through it. And deliver cardboard into our Did mouths. you eat it? Yeah, well, well, it took a couple bites until I realized, you know, some of this pizza isn't food. Grandmama. <laughs> Dear Grandmama. Dear Grandmama, this yeah. is corrugated paper product, Grandmama. You're trying to poison us, aren't you, Grandmama? <laughs> well, but, and then her mom, my great-grandma, one time... And it was, I think, to be fair, it's like her 92nd birthday. Yeah, great-grandma anecdotes don't usually fly because it's like they shouldn't be there. Well, this is, it's the way she dealt with it, was, which is like a young person would. She, mm. she was making um, um, coleslaw and dropped the mayonnaise jar on top on the lid before she had opened it. And then, uh, and used it anyway, just like uh, took it off. It was all in there. She made, and then as we ate this coleslaw, my, the corner of my dad's <laughs> mouth was bleeding. Um, I pulled out a pretty decent round shard from out of my mouth. I think my mom swallowed some. There was just broken. And we were like, there's still glass. And she's like, I'll just eat around it. I dropped the uh, jar. Oh. So we really did. I think we were hungry enough to where we hadn't eaten all day. We just ate around the glass. Do you know one shard of glass can just work its way through your system and cut you to ribbons? 
Yeah, you you really should not eat any glass. No, even even the smallest amount that a grandma says you can eat. No, you uh, should not even have that. that grandma much. doesn't know shit. <laughs> uh, grinding up glasses the way people kill other people that I've seen on a lot of uh, identification dis- discovery network. <laughs> yes, she didn't watch any of those discovery ID networks. Investigation discovery. <laughs> Investigation discovery. Gla- discovery of glass in your food. My sister wanted to blow dry her hair, and she pulled out this old hair dryer that was the first hair dryer ever invented. <laughs> and my sister plugged it in and turned it on, <laughs> and a hot on fire bug, like with giant, oversized grasshopper legs, burnt and landed in her hair. <laughs> it's just crispy bug legs, and she screamed and ran, and I think slipped and fell. It was just oh. the funniest cartoon. That is good stuff. I love that kind of stuff. That's I, genius. Ugh. That makes me think, but it's not as funny. It makes me think of my friend, you know, I don't know if you know CJ Arabia, my old... Oh, yeah, of course. I met you guys together when I visited (laughs) uh, here in 2001. Yeah, we used to roll pretty tight. She has a sister named Julia, and when they were in high school, Julia went to flip her hair forward to blow dry her hair and just slammed her own head down on the the bathroom counter. I think about it every time I do anything in the bathroom. (laughs) I think about her... You know how girls in the 80s did that, where they would flip their hair forward and, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all those styles, and you had to have the biggest hair possible? Yeah. So there was a lot of flipping of hair forward, and she just, with full force and velocity, <laughs> slammed her own head on the down onto the bathroom it's sink. the best when things like that, no one else is intervening, and it's yeah. all you doing it to yourself. <laughs> like, if someone from a distance saw it, it would just look like one of those Jim Carrey things where you're beating yourself up. Which is what happened to me that time. I'm positive I've told you this, but the time I started to fall down, I was walking to the bank, and it's this weird little brick uh, pathway that's a little bit curved as you go, and I tripped on the last step and started to fall down, but kept walking and trying to get back up. So I was falling for easily like five full steps, like halfway down and totally over my bo- over my legs. And I kept thinking in my head, whoever is seeing this, is the luckiest person in the world because this looks ridiculous. And I finally bit it like five steps later, like tried and tried to stay up. Oh, that's the best. I would have to see that enacted out. Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to do it once we pull over. I think you have to put down a big pillow for me. (laughs) Okay. I'll do it off the overpass. There's one. Have you ever had ivory? (laughs) Ivory hand soap is specifically, and just ivory soap in general is, I don't know. It's, it's That's the kind of micro I used to use. Yeah, it's pretty powerful, and yes. it smells like, whoa, you don't want to ingest this. or It's not like Life Boyd or one of those 50s soaps, but it's pretty intense. Well, it's they made soapy, it, yeah. They made it in liquid form, and uh, my mom was in the house, but uh, I was washing my hands by myself, which I, or I learned very young <laughs> to how to do. I was gifted. And it had, you know, it had coagulated at the tip of the pump, and I squirted it, and it squirted soap directly into my eye, <gasps> of my open eye. I did not, there was no way of even knowing, oh, it's aimed at my hand, squirt, right in my eyeball, coating my eye, and it hurt so bad. I just oh. immediately went to run and scream, and then I slipped on the bath mat <laughs> and hit my head so hard <gasps> that it was soap in my eye and hit my head, and that taste of iron, taste of blood in oh. my mouth. 
and I just we just laughed. My mom came in and laughed, and I think I was mad, but I was laughing because I knew how that would look. Oh my god! Because she heard me screaming, and then just came in, and then I put, my feet were in the air. Uh, it's the best. Uh, that's now in my house, if you did that, and my dad was the one that came in, he'd go, "Yo, hey, you gotta be careful." <laughs> When my dad, when we would get hurt, he would get really mad at us. And finally, my mom went to, I was like crying at like whatever I had done. Oh, it was probably the time I almost got hit by a car. But guys, I was showing everybody that I could ride my bike through our driveway. And then the neighbors across the street were right. do, doing like a big loop to show everybody. Uh-huh. And I couldn't hear that there was a car racing up oh, our street. Shit. So my parents and their friends and their friends' parents that were visiting from out of town all stood there waiting to watch me either get hit or not get hit by a car. Oh, no. Because I was across the street. Like, they, could, they couldn't they could do anything about it. Oh, no. So as I, I crossed, and it went, like, one, two. Like, the car went and I went, or vice versa. I can't remember oh, which one. No. And then I went. I didn't. It's like I didn't even see the car. It went so fast. And I pulled into the driveway, and my dad just pull, picked me up off my bike and slapped my ass. <laughs> what? And I was really mad. And then my mom was like, it scared him very badly to yeah. see that. He was shitting a brick. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so, of course, he, he literally would add insult to injury. Or yes. injury to uh, an insulting car almost killing you. <laughs> I didn't even know the car was there. I was just like, Dad, embarrass me. And my mom was like, you almost got killed in front of everybody. Oh, and spanked you in front of the... Well, it wasn't a... They didn't really spank, but it was just a kind of swat of like, God damn it. Avoid your neighbor's passive aggressive. (laughs) Her neighbor has a... We probably... It's a sharp white rock. Yeah. In the corner of his lawn. So you get punished if you drive on his grass by your tire getting popped or your car... Well, my next door neighbor is, uh, he should have a reality show made about him. Is he like Boo Radley kind of? Uh, I wish he was. No, he's, well, he's got crazy eyes. He looks like someone yelled boo at him. That's for sure. (laughs) And he's still scared. He's got crazy eyes. And when my dad found out, so I used to talk shit about my neighbor to my dad all the time. And he'd always be like, how's Chuck doing? I'd be like, he's had an arsenal of guns in the back of his house. Really? Oh yeah. This guy has got... Pete went over there one day because they had to. He had to help him with something, mm-hmm. and the whole back, like where my I have a garage, uh-huh. he's got a room filled with guns. Oh my god, that's horrifying! But I'm not scared because, uh, well, either I'll die immediately, or he's going to protect us from whatever thing he thinks is right. coming. Um, I feel very safe actually. When something ha- if something happens, zombies <laughs> or something real. Yes. Uh, can I come here and then you, he can give us a hundred percent because I don't even know how to hold a gun. 100%. I was raised that way. But I think if shit's going on, I want to quickly be one of those guys like in a movie that's just, oh, I could get used to this. Totally. Like I, all of a sudden, that was a gun. It sounds like me just breathing out my nose. <laughs> but that was a rapid machine. That was an Uzi. It will be like Red Dawn. We're yeah. suddenly, we're just boys on the high school football team. Suddenly, we're defending our whole town against Russians. This is our, how much did it scare you watching that when... Because I'd never seen a movie where they were shooting high school kids before. Yes. And then you watch. It's so horrifying when you're a kid and you watch that. Never everyone's scared of Russians. We were raised to be scared of Russia. Yeah. We were raised to hide under our desks because of Russians. And then there's this movie where they parachute down, shoot up a school, and there's kids hanging out the windows. Yeah. And that was the scare. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know. It's, I'm, this is dangerous because that actually happens, but it's domestic. Problem. In, in our day, it didn't illness. happen. 
No, and in our day, kids even... didn't shoot up schools, so Russians coming to shoot up schools was fucking yeah, crazy. People talking about war—that was like grandma and grandpa stuff. And then all of a sudden, there's a movie where they kill a bunch of kids, and I was like, "I'm scared of Russians too." I almost didn't enjoy Yakov Smirnoff till his third album. <laughs> That's the reason Yakov Smirnoff <laughs> was introduced to this country was to turn down the effects of the Cold he really War. Was. I remember calm people down. They and the, or Robin Williams in Moscow on the Hudson. That oh. was my first seeing a Russian be a positive person in like there he was the first happy Russian we were ever introduced to and that's wrong you know well also you know what's wrong the fact that kids watch that movie because I also watched that movie in the theater and it was so GD boring mm-hmm. I was like why am I here this is not for me yeah the rest is them like drinking deer blood and you know oh just wait Pat- what <laughs> Patrick Swayze at his worst are you talking about Moscow on the Hudson <laughs> Or Red Dawn. I was talking about Moscow and the Hudson. Oh, okay, yeah. Which no. I saw in the theater when I was like 12 or no, something. No, it's just him with his shirt off playing saxophone on a stoop. Like, that's all I yeah. remember. Yeah, a he was bat- so New York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? Um, but, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, and that was Russia. No, we, they, if you listen to Ice T's podcast, and you should, he'll be like, "Yeah, have you seen that uh, that new movie, Unbreakable?" Or what? Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, that guy's a good actor. Yeah. And then Ice T goes, "Well, that was movies." Like he breaks it all down into categories, and it's just the best. We should we rip that off? I, yes, I think we should. We have to have some kind of structure. I mean, we, we do can't need do structure. Willy nilly giggle babble gaggle <laughs> the whole time. That's not. We don't even have a commercial this time. Ah, fuck. No. Um, <laughs> you know what we can yeah, say? Fuck. Ah, large march. Um, I can say hi to. I'm gonna say her name was one of the following: <laughs> Zena, Mira, Mina, uh, Zara. <laughs> Zola. Oh, a Portland girl named Zara. Um, we have a fan in Portland who introduced herself to me. Uh, and said, I love your podcast. And I get so excited when Zena, people say that. Zena Chu? I can't remember. Is she red-haired? I can't remember. She's, she she's was, a fan of our podcast. So everybody. Zena. Hi, Zena, hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's you, hi. And then if it's somebody else that I, that she's like, my name was fucking Marjorie, Karen. but Which is very possible. But um, everybody in Portland has cute clothes, an interesting haircut, nice glasses, frames. Yeah. Uh, they all look like they're interested in things and yeah. are living their best lives. Because they are. Yeah. So a lot of them look alike. I met a lot of girls who I was like, you're cool. You're my kind of girl. Yep. Hey, cool girl. And then it was like, that's all the girls that, that I met. That city is my kind of girls. <laughs> and just... my kind of clothes. Yeah, I love it. Bill Murray purses. Come on. It's the best. Oh, I want to go there. Uh, do we have any other anybody else to thank? Um, we who do we have to thank? We I mean we could go through. I just thank you for everyone being patient. Sometimes we met today. I put up an old episode. We're gonna. Oh, this is for next week. week. Okay. Yeah, but I I wanted people to re-listen to the Eddie Pepitone one. Week they don't episode. want to though. He, they want new. I know, but it's better than nothing. Is what I'm saying. That's so very stop true. Complaining. Sorry. Now I'm mad. It's just that I'm mad. No, I. No, I'm mad. While, every once in a while, we can't do an episode. Okay, Karen was gone, so I'll be gone next weekend. So we're going to use this one. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, then that's great. Yeah. So uh, that works out good. You know what? Then thank you for your patience. Yes. I understand as a active podcast listener myself when you want the new. 
You want the new because you want your people in your head. I, I know. know that feeling. But as you know, because like in your lives, things pop up, things happen. The day is not, you know, they, there's obstacles in life. I cannot manage. Are you the person that called me from Inglewood? No, couldn't no, have been. I got I a call. call. you from Inglewood. No, I don't know. I, in my <laughs> mind, I immediately pictured you, something happened to your car, and you were calling me from a dirty payphone. Oh, no, 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 no. I never use those. Okay. Um, I can't remember what what I was saying anyway. Well, after you listen to this episode, um, all you drive heads out there. <laughs> Ride heads, ride heads. Do you need a... No, it's too late. It's drive heads. <laughs> okay, all you drive heads out there listening, do you, you... do you need a drive? <laughs> Go to iTunes, give us a good rating. Oh, right. Apparently, it means uh, big business. Tell people that you think might be. This isn't like tell people you think like the same comedy as you. Try to find people like say in your office mm. who seem unhappy. Yeah. Go to them and say, "Do you ever listen to podcasts? Mm. You might want to try this one where these two people." gaggle babble yeah boogle baggle yeah the whole time and bullshit in a car it's it'll make everyone. you feel good i did a podcast today that's more for dudes i think the bone zone and but man did we have fun and it's also on all things comedy we did this thing called the rant zone where they play <laughs> metal and then we go you know what's really chapping my ass <laughs> and we kept doing it and then randy like would turn on the music um, anyway, that'll be out when this is out. Too. I love so the Bone Zone. Listen to this, and then listen to the Bone Zone for a boy talk, because we talk about balls and wieners and yeah. all, everything. That's the stuff you really need. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's the stuff that hasn't been discussed yet. Yeah. Balls, wieners, where they need to go, let's where they shouldn't go. <laughs> all of it. Like, yeah, let's put it on the table. Oh, what let's put we... our balls and wieners on the table, yeah. everybody. That's actually a great Norman Lear quote. It is. A lot of people get credit for it, but that was Norman Lear. Who it was Norman Lear that. saying, put put your balls and wieners on the table, please. <laughs> Before dinner. All right, I guess I should go in there. I Look at my go, dogs are looking at I me from a dark house. I gotta go to ponchos and do a comedy show. Oh, have fun. What, what can you just real quick run through your set real quick? I'm going to do, I've been depressed. Breakfast in bed is depressing. I. How am I going to die? Then I'll do my funeral stuff. And then at the end, I was thinking of doing this thing where I pretend to kill myself. On Just stage? Kidding. No, no I don't know uh, what I'm doing. Okay. I never know what I'm doing. Cat Nick. Breakfast in bed is one of my favorite jokes ever. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's, I can't find one to be as good as it yet, but but that's what you aim for. Thank you. That's what you aim for. It toward. gives me something to aim for. And uh, today, yeah, I visited a friend of mine. There's a GoFundMe for my friend Andy Ritchie who's having brain cancer and Ugh. he's also having some surgeries. I will post a link to that GoFundMe. On my Facebook and Twitter, I think are the best ways to do it. But uh, but look for that after you hear this and and donate if you can because he's a sweet guy and uh, and he's a lot the best. of and a lot of people get caught out. Nobody expects it when like catastrophic illness hits. Yeah, and then you if you don't have insurance at the time or yep. a gig or whatever you are so screwed i think everyone knows He's this in trouble but... yeah and this insurance bailed on him and so they Ugh. moved him out of the hospital into this care facility and his mom's there and it's bad news and and he's but he's there he's there and he's like he was trying to talk but it was like our moms he's like it's oh. like i'm trying i can't think of the words he was getting so frustrated but uh did he already have the surgery but i yeah he's had four now okay okay but i could tell that he was in there wanting to communicate and get better, and he—I think that he can. He just needs uh, money, and so yeah, and good care. Yeah, and good care. So yeah. hopefully that'll the money if will he, help get the good care. If you have 
a little extra these days, which I, we know no one does. Right. But if you do, or just say your grandmother uh, gave you $30,000 yes. on her passing, that you're like, maybe I'll buy boots. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy some kind of weird yeah. dumb thing that in five years you won't care about. How about instead kick kick some shit down to Andy Ritchie, yeah. who is a good person He's and his quality of life is suffering. Yeah, and he needs he needs uh, uh, physical therapy and all that stuff. Oh, God yeah. forbid. Yeah. God forbid. Anyway, so that, uh, let's, that's, uh, yeah, that's important, so I want to talk about that. Yeah, so thank you for listening to that portion. Sometimes we'll get serious. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll get serious. I'll end it on a serious note. How about that? <laughs> no! Well, we always have our silly little honk at the end. Oh, that's true, but you can't honk because Chuck will come out here with a... A, oh. a Civil War uh, musket <laughs> filled with baking soda and whatever, something else. Dressed like a Southern reenactor. But my favorite thing was when my dad met Chuck, he couldn't stop laughing. Because in their conversation, because of course Chuck can have a conversation with a man. Um, in their conversation, he found out that he used to inspect the windshields in airplanes. And if you saw Chuck's eyes, I feel like I've told you this before. But he has the eyes of a person who looks like he's been inspecting for tiny cracks all his life. Like wild, googly, crazy-ass eyes. So my dad's like, you want to know what Chuck did for a living? And he's like laughing his ass off when he told me. Oh, that's so great. It was so funny. Does, he wear, does Chuck even have glasses? Oh, yeah. He has big, thick glasses. Oh, and then all the, his, the better to look for cracks. His eyes behind the glasses are wild with NRA rage. Oh, that's amazing. It's pretty crazy. I'm worried that his lights are out and we're disturbing him. I'm really... Oh, I want him to be on my side during the zombie apocalypse. He's the, He... We're going to have to... It's going to have to be like a big monologue from me to get him on our side. But we don't have to worry about it until that day because I literally don't talk to him because oh, he's okay. the kind of person that puts the rock out and he's he's real nosy and he's, right. he's just not a nice person and he's racist. Oh, wow. But well, so is everybody that's 80. Yeah. Pretty much. Well. All right. We've solved it. He's probably a good guy deep down. I bet deep down. Just like, much like Boo Radley. <laughs> He's misunderstood. I loved Boo Radley. Just like Misty, misdemeanor elegant. <laughs> He's misunderstood. I want to meet a Boo Radley that carves little toys for me and leaves them in oh, my tree. See, that's the sweetest. Can you imagine if someone left you tree, tiny handmade toys in a tree that's how much he loved you even when I was a kid I see something like that I sniff it out I know the guy's a petter ass <laughs> you leave me toys you're about to meet my dad's fists you'd say to him no one makes me toys except my dad and he did and everyone's like god damn it Chris you're ruining our toy tree not so much carving he just chopped up old 2 by 4s and made shapes and I played <laughs> with them get the occasional splinter but I was happy to have those toys you played with literal stick men <laughs> I did Oh, those were the days. Oh, shit. Well, I got to get out of here. It's good to see you. Okay, bye. Have a great show. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? Oh, yeah. D-Y-N-A-R. Nice. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn <laughs>
Uh, with Karen and Chris.